Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast, changing a culture one man at a time. At Men of Iron, we equip men and grow godly leaders through creating and sustaining one-to-one and micro-group mentorships. Go to menofiron.org for more info. Thanks for listening. We are back live with the Men of Iron Podcast, episode 18. It's Steve and Garrett live from Manheim, PA. What's going on, G? Episode 18. No, man. It's hard to believe. Yeah, it is. It is. It's cool. It's been a fun year getting this podcast started. Um, I would love to get to episode 20 by the end of December. I think we can do it. Probably don't want to go back to episode one and see how bad no. we at this. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> man, it's bad. I don't, I don't even think we were talking into the mic. We were just kind of like sitting back. We and, thought we were cool. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. But episode 18, I think it's getting a little better. Plus, we have Derek Diener here. That's right. Man. That is right. I'm excited. That, doesn't, that, doesn't, that hurts. I mean, that doesn't help. <laughs> I, know, I don't know if I help you or, or hurt you. Episode 18 is brought to you by our dear friends, TJ and Brooke at Walk in Love. Go to walkinlove.com to buy the most comfortable t-shirt ever. It's rare that we're filming a podcast and one of us isn't wearing Walk in Love. I know. We're like yeah. dressed to the T today. I don't know what we're happened. dressed to the T. And if you haven't uh, heard the news, they are... Uh, feel the, the Lord is calling them away from the business, yeah. and so um, this is going to be the last month, I believe, or last two months. I don't yeah. know exactly what the date is of the sh- official shutdown, yep. but this is their last inventory. So last sure batch of shirts. So go get one. Go get one for your mom, your wife, your brother, husband, everybody in the family. Yeah. Well, we would love to introduce our special guest today, Derek Diener. Derek is an entrepreneur and filmmaker. He is the CEO and creative director of Make Films based out of Lancaster, PA. He has a husband and father of two. Derek, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Man, it's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. What's going on? Nothing much, you know. It's been a good week so far. Uh, Eagles won last night, which hey, was good. Hey, a good win. Ah. I was at the game, so. Oh, oh man, hey, even better. Hey, you're here this morning. Wow, that's impressive. Coffeed up, ready to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Garrett's a Steelers fan, so he doesn't uh, really care too much about the Eagles. Let's not talk about something. Yeah. Yeah. Neither do the Philly fans really yeah. care about the Eagles right now. <laughs> yeah. So let's just be real Hey, we're on a two-game winning streak, first winning yeah. streak of the year. So <laughs> Two-game winning streak, yeah. that's so funny. Got that going for us. So we'll take it. And we're still the Super Bowl champs, in case you forgot. Yeah, yeah. We that's are. true, yeah. 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 All right, just checking. We have a lot more, but oh, hey, I mean, it's okay. Was, I was figuring yeah, it was, I thought you were going to say just one, you know. <laughs> it's really recent, though, you know. It is. It is. Now, I was really for the Eagles last year. We had a podcast about this. Remember? We did. Yeah, we actually, right before the Super Bowl, we had our special guest was a Patriots fan. Yeah. So that's right. Yeah, anyway. How'd you let that happen? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked yeah. out for us. Yeah, yeah. So Derek, we're happy to have you, man. Just, yeah, who is Derek Diener? Just tell us about yourself, man. Yeah, so um, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I'm, um, you know, a father, a friend. I mean, I have so many facets to what I do every day, I think. But um, my, my main goal in life is just to, be a better version of myself every day. So whatever that means, you know. Um, and I've always been one that has a camera. Since I was a kid, I've had a camera in my hand. Since I was a kid, I've loved, you know, business and had some businesses as a kid, like, uh, you know, built computers for people in high school and middle school and paper out and lawn mowing and stuff like that. Um, not didn't really make a lot of money, but definitely generated <laughs> revenue. <laughs> right. Profit wasn't always there, but you know, as I grew up, kind of figured out how to. You know, change that and, and, and figure out is there ways in the creative world to make a living and, and have a business and have a team and grow and all these things. And it's been a crazy journey where there's a team of eight of us now at Make and um, wouldn't want it any other way. I mean, uh, the solo entrepreneur world is not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so creative trust and building with people that you like that are better than you at a lot of things is so much fun every day. So, awesome. so yeah, so I'm, I'm basically just a person who's trying to kind of uh, create 
great content and work with good people and um, have a business, you know. Awesome. And I've, if you have not seen uh, any of Make's product or content, uh, I really recommend you check out their website. Derek, what is, what is your website? Yeah, thanks. That's uh, makefilms.cc. Yeah. yeah, it's phenomenal. I was, yeah, I was checking out some of your work just kind of preparing for this podcast. You guys yeah, are incredible. Yeah. yeah, thanks. We have a, a great team, work with some great clients, and I, I'm lucky to be able to tell stories every day for a living. It's awesome. This, this isn't on our agenda, but you did say it, and I, I think it's important to talk about, especially in regards to um, you know, men and mentorship and the journey of a man. Mm-hmm. You said like the journey of like a solo entrepreneur was not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can relate to that because the yeah. early days of Men of Iron, it was – it's like me showing up and yeah. you know trying to get direction and trying to hear from God on which, which where do you want me to go and how do you want me to go and, yeah, right. and uh, I quickly realized like it, it's a lonely journey. It is. Yeah. It can be a very lonely journey when when you're out there and uh, so it's it's interesting to hear hear you say that because we've had a lot of people that have come back to us and said, well, you know, why are you making new hires and can't you guys do this with a smaller team? Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, listen, could we? Yeah. Could we make the, you know, could we continue to have the impact and grow at the rate that we are? Probably not. Um, you know, with growing a team, obviously comes more challenges. Yeah. Um, but I love it. I love yeah. the journey of that. So it's it's interesting to hear you say that. Yeah, I think with anything, um, it's like having kids. You know, it's a it, it's like a challenge when you have kids. You're every day you're faced with being consistent and being a good example and. Um, teaching and and learning every day. I think like uh, the extremes of like the highs and the lows maybe get a little bit further away from each other sometimes because the hards are harder and the the enjoy- the enjoyable moments are more enjoyable. And I think growing a team and and expanding your business is the same way. I think you know mm-hmm. just the highs are, are are more exciting because you're able to do more together. You're able to kind of accomplish more. And with, with just me by myself, it's like I. I have so many deficiencies. I have so many things that I can't do well. Um, I have a very small window of things I can do well. And so all the other things, um, you know, the team around me just makes up for it every day and they Mm -hmm. do an incredible job. So without them, I would, you know, without my wife and without everybody around me, I wouldn't even be close to where I'm at. And mentors too, you know, the mentorship thing is super important to me. So that's really... Iron sharpens iron, Steve. That's right. Yeah, for I've crying heard. out loud, get on board with it, will you? <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, that sounds familiar. Is that in the Bible somewhere? <laughs> yeah. Well, Derek, we're gonna we're gonna pepper you with uh, take five here and make you sweat a little. Go for it. All right, man. You ready? Take five. Question number one is who or what inspires you? Hmm. I think um, what inspires me. Should I pause or? No, you're good. No, you're, oh, good. Sorry. you're good. Okay. You're good. Just keep going. Okay. Um, so what inspires me is um, is really people that um, are willing to kind of take the training wheels off and do what they feel like they're called to do. Mm. So that's what inspires me. Yeah. And I think we all have different versions of that. We all have different levels in terms of risk, in terms of um, you know whatever that means, in terms of even financial risk. But if someone's willing to kind of take that step and do something against the grain or against the crowd, that's, that inspires me. Mm. It's that's funny. Awesome. That's what Jason Lance answered. Those like, yeah. just go for it. That's right. Like, yeah, that's I awesome. like it. Question number two is: Who would you or what? I'm sorry. What would you say is your greatest career accomplishment? I think building the team that we have right now. I think the eight people, the eight mighty people that we have, the strong army. I think of eight um, 
looking back at the last couple of years of how this kind of grew to where it's at uh, is, is, is a pretty cool accomplishment. I mean, I can't take the credit. It's really their, their accomplishment, but just kind of putting the pieces in place and, and trusting people along the way and letting go of things as an entrepreneur in the beginning where you're doing everything yourself and figuring out how to let those things go. That so far, in terms of my career, is, is my greatest accomplishment. That's awesome. Question number three for Take 5 is what brings you joy? Um, my family and, um, I mean, my relationship with God is, is the cornerstone of my, of my existence. That brings me a lot of joy, of course. Um, that through my family and that through the people around me, you know, um, is what brings me joy. And also probably the most stress too. <laughs> Just to be real, I'm not trying to like fake this, but I think, uh, you know, like I said, kids are amazing, but mm -hmm. they also are amazing. <laughs> well, I told Garrett this morning, we're, my wife and I are on like a three week stretch of our daughter. She's one and a half not sleeping. Oh, so yeah, it's, it's a little rough. It's tough. Yeah, no, she, I know. she interrupted the Eagles game last night, too. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. She's so yeah. selfish. I, know. I, know she's I texted my brother, and he said she just wanted to watch the game. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's like military uh, you know, training, what kids do to you at oh, that age, you know. It is. It's like no sleep. And, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, training to be Step a Navy up, SEAL or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Man. All right, question number four, Derek, is what is your favorite thing about the Christmas season? Hmm. I think my favorite thing about the Christmas season is that it naturally um, brings people together. Um, obviously, um, you know, celebrating you know the birth of Jesus is the cornerstone of really what what Christmas was 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 about. Um, but you know, through that, it brings families together. It brings people together. Um, people tend to slow down a little bit. You know, as Americans, we work way too much. Um, so there's opportunities to slow down. I think you know. Unfortunately, more retail op is opening more during these times than, than ever, but uh, so people have to work more. But I think in general, people slow down, kind of take in the world around them. And, That's know. good. That's awesome. All right, last question for take five is what album or song have you had on repeat lately? Whew. Well, yeah. I think I've been listening to anything right now by the artist uh, Sleeping at Last. I don't know if you've heard of them, but mm -hmm. uh, incredible music. It's one of the... The, they have a lot of covers. They also have a lot of, um, he, you know, he does a lot of uh, his own his own music too. But those are it's it's just music that I can tend to, I can write well, I can focus well, and I can just kind of get into this mode of of creating. I think it's a good creating um, soundtrack and artist. So sleeping at last has been incredible if you check them out they're, they're really good awesome good stuff cool man well you survived take five that wasn't so bad huh? yeah. <laughs> wasn't so bad <laughs> so uh derek i know we want to get into kind of the main topic um for today and i think maybe a lot of local people might might know your journey it seems mm. like you're well connected you're 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 in the networking world and but those listeners and maybe viewers and subscribers that are not from the area yeah. Uh, probably don't know much about your journey that you've yeah. been through um, since August 2017. So um, for those that don't know, Derek, you were diagnosed with uh, stage three colon cancer yeah. in August of 17, correct? Yes, yeah. Um, and here you sit today, yeah. which is amazing. All yeah. glory to God. Yes, um, amen. But you, you created this documentary mm -hmm. uh, in this journey. Uh, being a creative, I can imagine this came somewhat naturally, but I can't imagine it was a very easy process to, to document uh, either. But The Day I Became Alive is the name of your documentary. Mm -hmm. And so can you uh, just, just talk about this a little bit? Talk about your journey, 
it's been a little bit over a year now where yeah. you're at now and yeah. talk about the documentary a little bit and, and what it's done. Yeah, so uh, August 24th, uh, 2017 was um, the day I was diagnosed with colon cancer, stage three colon cancer. And I think the initial shock of it, like anybody always, everybody always says, you know, uh, wasn't expecting to be diagnosed with colon cancer. 31, yeah. uh, you know, cancer didn't, wasn't even in my brain. I, the mortality wasn't even in my brain in some ways when you're that young too. I mean, I still think 30s is young. You know, there's probably people who listen to this that are probably 18 or 20. Like, 30? What? That's old. That's but, old. Uh, anyway, so, um, you know, anyway, so that completely kind of shook my wife and I, like our world and, and, and everything. But I, I decided to take, take the approach of like, what is this teaching me? And um, I was blessed to have, you know, uh, symptoms. I mean, I think my big message to people through my documentary was, you know, if anything changes in your body, get it checked. Hmm. Um, not to get gross or anything, but I had blood in my stool. It's important to talk about symptoms. And um, if anything changes in your body, get get checked. Go to a doctor um, and and don't mess around with that. I mean, don't, you know, you don't want to, like every little thing, uh, you don't have to necessarily think about. But if something changes 90 degrees or changes 180 or whatever, right. get checked. Um, and yeah. so... Because I got checked about like six to eight weeks after my symptoms started, I, I gave my, my body a fighting chance. Um, you know, you never want to hear the words you have cancer, but at least you catch it in a stage that it's, you know, not stage four where it's spread throughout your body. So I was very blessed to have symptoms and also to have, um, have it caught that at that stage because sometimes that's not the case. So I really started to think, you know what, this is like a moment for me. Um, to take this in and be like, what is this teaching me? What, what, um, what does God want to show me through this? Mm -hmm. And I, I was talking to a coworker to Alan in the office one day and said, man, I think, I don't know. I just feel like I learned so much about myself. It's almost like I, I don't know, maybe I became alive. And he's like, it's the day you became alive. And mm -hmm. that's kind of where, where it started. That was probably a couple of weeks after I was diagnosed and, and then around that time, I was thinking, you know, is, is there something that I can share? Is there something that I can film just for me too, to be like, it's, it's also a little bit of a healing process for me mm -hmm. to capture. It's the way I kind of communicate through, through stories, through video like that. So um, I thought, can I use what I do every day and the, and the team around me to create something that can inspire people to do, um, to get checked and to just kind of live the best life that they have in front of them. And to not think that like, okay, next year, tomorrow, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it later. I'm going to do it later. But to think like life is not guaranteed for any of us. And um, not that it's a morbid message, but it's a positive message of saying, you know, like live today and hug the people around you. Like if you have an estranged father, like, you know, talk to him or yeah. a brother or something like family and um, the people around you are what you should really be focused on and what we should care about. So um, that is kind of the, in, in, in the shorter, my shorter version, uh, what, what that docs, how the doc started. And then my, my, like the, like the make team really just kind of stood, you know, um, came in and helped, you know, direct and help me, my brother, Aaron, who, um, you know, shot a lot of it um, and edited a lot of it. Um, was co-director with Alan Clemens at the office as well. And so they had to really take the story as well and help me help me kind of figure out how, how I want to craft it and how I want to, how I want to say it. So um, there's a lot of kind of back and of course, like going through chemo and going through hard things, like you don't always feel like 
you know, having the camera in front of you. But, um, and, you know, of course, there's a lot of times that I didn't, uh, but I, I thought that, you know what, like, just this moment, just, like, get a selfie video or, like, get some stuff, like, just, like, <laughs> to capture this because um, hopefully I never have to go through chemo again, you know. Um, right. And, um, I mean, so, um, so yeah, so that's, that's really um, what happened. So, basically, what happened was they was diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer in my sigmoid colon to get technical stage 3B, and they were able to cut out eight inches of my colon with mm-hmm. the tumor, and at, like, seven days after, eight days after I was diagnosed, um, it was kind of a fast thing, like we need to get this out. And it was, um, it was what they call curative surgery. So basically they were able to remove the whole, the whole cancer out of me. And then because some of my, my lymph nodes in my colon were affected, um, infected with cancer cells, we did chemo for six months just to make sure that like the, the, the cancer cells that are maybe in my body would kind of get killed by the chemo. So, um, you know, chemo's hard, but um, again, I think because I'm young, I mean, that was a negative thing at first, but then a positive thing because my body was able to bounce back from things. And um, now I'm about eight, seven, eight months outside of chemo now. I finished March 21st, uh, um, which was the first day of spring, which was also a snowing day here <laughs> in, in Lancaster. Yeah. So it, it, to me, it represented something interesting. It was like, you know what, sometimes... It was my last day of chemo. My my wife surprised me with uh, a whole group of people at yeah, at the cool. Ken Barcher Cancer Institute, which is a cool moment in the documentary. It is. And a lot of my friends and um, family, it was pretty cool. Um, but that was the last day of my chemo, and I felt like, yes, okay, this is the last day of my chemo, but um, it reminded me of, like, it's the first day of spring, but it's snowing, you know? It's my last day of chemo, but I'm not quite healed, you know? I I'm, I'm still have a long way to go. Um, and I think sometimes life, life, I mean, not sometimes, life is so seasonal. And um, a lot of times we're ready for the next season, but we kind of have to like, you know, a little bit more time in that season, even even if things are shifting. So it was it was very kind of poetic to me, um, even though it was cold and sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, you, you get diagnosed with cancer. Uh, you said it earlier in the podcast, like, there's many components to your life. Mm-hmm. You're you're a husband. You're a father. Uh, you're a business owner. You're a boss, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you're a friend. You're a brother. Um, what that initial shock, right? Like, there's that initial shock, and then it's like, all right, you have to accept the fact that all right, this is reality, yeah. And I've got a decision to make, and I'm going to move forward with an optimistic, positive attitude. And you know, I've never personally uh, had to deal with cancer, but uh, Mom was diagnosed with breast cancer when I was a kid. Uh, family members, obviously, since then, and people close to the, even our organization. Yeah. And so many times we hear this idea that like your attitude is everything. Yeah. And and so talk to us a little bit about how it affected you in those different components of life and these different areas of life as a husband, as a father. I mean, the chemo journey alone is. Yeah. It's a crazy, crazy yeah. journey. What that, I mean, it's poison basically yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah, put in your yeah, body. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, talk to us about how you, how you moved forward as a business owner, how you moved forward as a husband, how you moved forward as a, as a father in that process. Cause that is huge. It's yeah. a huge uh, yeah. component to this piece. Yeah. It's a good question. I, um, for me, first of all, having a strong support system around you is important when you're going through these things. Um, again, my, like, 
my my wife like Ashley is was just the rock throughout the whole process. So um, she actually lost her her dad had passed away of pancreatic cancer uh, 16 years ago. Mm -hmm. So so she went through a lot with that, um, of course. And she was 18 when he passed away, mm -hmm. but um, it was brought her back because the chemo thing. But then when when she kind of was able to wrap her head around the fact that colon cancer is very different than pancreatic cancer um, and outcomes are way better and things that that made it easier but you know it was still kind of you know I'm sure like PTSD types of things and all that um, but she handled it like a champ I mean she honestly was just so strong the whole way through so it's, I mean having a strong partner in it um, is huge and but it affects everything I think what's interesting though to me is that um, looking back and, and going through kind of like the post chemo journey too is that when you're in chemo uh, when you're going through the whole process of of surgery and recovery and chemo you're kind of very singular focused on this fight you know everything else around you kind of like goes gray you know go, I mean in terms of challenges you know so running a business you know we're you know, worrying about you know, new projects, cash flow, all the kind of the things that happen in a business just kind of went away. It was like, yes, I know that they're there and I have to deal with them when I'm maybe next week when I'm not going through chemo or um, call my team and say, hey, can can one of you guys, you know, call this client or deal with this? Or um, again, most of the client work that we were doing was is handled by my team, by the, you know, by the team already. So right. I, I um, everybody did an amazing job and none of our clients were, um, not taken care of, you know, but um, I think you kind of just, everything else kind of just falls away and you're focused on this. And it's actually a interesting, like peaceful time. It's almost like you're in the eye of a hurricane or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, there's craziness all around you, but you're in this simplicity of like, I have this to fight. This is what I have to do. There's a very clearly defined process on how to do that. <laughs> um, you're not trying to push that to go faster. You're not trying to say, can I grow up faster? You know, can I learn this better, you know, faster? Can I grow my company quicker? You're not pushing those boundaries because basically the doctors are telling you and um, this is a formula, you know, um, which is also controversial to chemo and all that stuff too. So it's not quite that simple, but I, I, no, bought, but I bought I, into my, I bought into what I needed to do. Right. And, and then um, from everything from, you know, my, my sister was super supportive and helpful with, um, giving me kind of like also holistic things to do. I don't think it's just about the kind of traditional path of medicine either. I think you need to, you know, I was doing some juicing along the way with Rejuice and I was doing some, um, you know, healthier kind of alternatives um, as well. But I, I still believe that like if personally, if you break your arm, you want to go to the, the hospital to get it fixed and then right. recovery, you can do a lot of things along the way. So a lot of things to kind of like process mentally when you're going through all that. But it's all around like the singular focus, and I think that's helpful. Um, but I think you just can't let your mind get out of hand because I mean it, it happens, and it happened to me. And um, I actually have a CAT scan in two days again, mm -hmm. so it's you know this week. Ash and I, my wife and I, were thinking like, well, you know, why? Like everything seems things are going well. Like what's going on? Why are we like uneasy or restless or like a little? Oh yeah, I have a CAT scan on Thursday. <laughs> uh, so even though. Um, I had a curative surgery and even though um, the chemo was supposed to, you know, do what it was supposed to do and everything looks good, um, I'm, I'm in the place where, you know, the, the scans are still nerve wracking, you know, yeah. I'm human, you know, I'm not a robot. So I, I, I have faith when I believe that um, 
you know, it, it'll be a good a clear CAT scan and um, negative results in terms of cancer. But, you know, if something happens, then we deal with it. So, right. Well, and I, I go back to this, like, singular focus, and I think that that's such a powerful picture, mm -hmm. um, not just for somebody that's dealing with cancer, right? Because I think that that's the natural reaction is like, yeah, okay, I'm singularly focused on yeah. I've got to come out on the other end of this. And the other things in life, like you said, just – kind of become less important. Right. It's not that they're not important. It just, you have that singular focus. And I, I think about, we like to tie everything back to like this idea of manhood and mentorship and moving forward and being sharpened. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know for a fact, every time in my life that, um, there's been a singular focus, yeah. which is hard to do in the world that we live in because yes. it's chaotic. Yes. There's a lot of noise. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of responsibilities that we carry as men. Yeah. Um, but I know like one of the things that we really, we, we urge in, in the mentorship process is like less is more, right? Yeah. As a protege, less is more. So in the first 90 days, we want you to focus specifically on your faith. Right? right. And so pick that one or two things in your faith journey that you want to get done in 90 days and let that be your priority. Not that being a husband and father and all these other things aren't important. They are. You've got yeah. to tend to those, but singularly focused. And I, I as you're explaining this, and, and this is not even closely related to battling cancer, but I think back to uh, in 2013 when I committed to doing a half Ironman. Well, mm. you can't just wake up one day and do no. a half Ironman. Like, no. So my life was consumed for yeah. seven months of swimming, biking, running, and and that's what you do. And um, it's it's when those things are singularly focused and you're focused on the right things, mm. and a lot of great things can come from that. And when you're when you're diagnosed with cancer, you're not much of a choice. You've got yeah. to focus on that in order to get the positive outcome. But I think that there's a there's a powerful picture there for the viewers and listeners to think about in their own life is to say, okay, hey, what do I need to come out of? Yeah. And, and what do I need to be singularly focused on right now uh, in order to come out on the other side of that? So Yeah, I loved your quote in the in the film. Things happen for a reason if you choose that they happen yeah. for a reason. Yeah. yeah, can you just kind of, for, for that listener out there that's that's in the middle of, of mm -hmm. that storm, whether it's cancer or, you know, struggling marriage or whatever, can you just speak into, like, handling adversity and, and how they can face it head on? Yeah, when you, when you read that back to me, it's like it kind of gives me the chills because I remember – I remember saying that and, and believing that along the way, and I, I do still believe that, of course. But um, I want to just quickly say that we all have our quote unquote cancer journey or our struggle of something. That's the truth, yeah. So it's just because you didn't go through um, a cancer diagnosis doesn't mean what you're going through is not hard because mm -hmm. everything, um, when you sign up for life, which we don't really get a chance to sign up for here, <laughs> um, we just, it's hard, you know, it's not easy. So I think. The, the idea is, um, yes, you know, I live life and I think you can choose to live life with an optimistic um, lens. And when things happen that don't go according to plan, which will happen, <laughs> um, learn, learn to, learn to find, find the moments, learn to find the peace, learn to find the things that you can hold on to to get you through that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know faith, my faith in God, my my uh, faith in people and the my my family, all those things got me through this time. And it's it's I've had I mean I've had terrible moments of breakdown too. It's not like you know you're a person that you know you just kind of pull. Your, I'm not trying to say like pull you know pull you up by your bootstraps, whatever like that saying is. Like it, it's not like a um, 
fake it till you make it thing. It's it, it is a it's a perspective and alignment that you kind of have to continually align yourself mm. to that perspective. Yeah. You know, and and I'm I've been really now in this kind of place of study for me of studying people that have gone through challenging times and gotten up and taken that next step and how that's kind of motivated them to jump further. And is that something like what's that for me now? And what is that for everybody around us? And I think you hear it all the time in athletics. I'm a huge fan of athletics because because of that, like it's not how you fall. We all fall. It's how you get up, you know, mm -hmm. and the idea that we all have adversity and we're all going to go through things. And at the end of the film, I say, you know, life isn't going to necessarily get easier, but how you handle it mm -hmm. will get easier. I That's believe. Good. That's awesome. That's good. Well, we'll be joining you in prayer here in two days for your next CAT scan. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's an honor um, to have you on the show. It's great to kind of hear your story in more detail, and and we're just yeah we're honored to to hear it in yeah. person. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I say one last thing, yeah. um, that um, I'm actually I am filming a second kind of part of my documentary about my recovery nice. and all these things. Awesome. And um, working on releasing kind of smaller pieces of content as, as opposed to one. It was only like 13 minutes, but opposed to one uh, longer piece that will kind of show things that I've learned along the way. Show like you know, healthy uh, ideas and, and ways to kind of recover after chemo and just recover after traumatic life experiences. Mm, and it, awesome. it's all going to lead up to March is Colon Cancer Awareness Month. Mm. And I signed up for uh, the Philly Love Half Marathon wow. that I'm nice. train for that's talking about, wow. do, you know, doing kind of physical activity. And that will be kind of a culmination of my year anniversary of chemo ending um, and you know, it's also a, the the whole half marathon raises money for cancer research and things too. So it'll be a really uh, neat event. So That's good awesome. stuff. Well, Derek, we thank you for coming in, man. Uh, certainly appreciate the time that you've took taken to come in. And um, of course, it looks like we've got a uh, oh, yeah. technical difficulty <laughs> here. Which Sorry, we're, we're, no, no, you're fine. <clears throat> you're good. You're good. It, the audio is still still working, so we're yeah. fine. Um, there's a lot of good stuff going on here. Uh, what's new this week with Men of Iron is uh, a new hire. We just hired Joel Kiefer as our VP of Operations. And so uh, he just started yesterday on Monday, December 3rd. And we're excited to have Joel and excited to see what God's going to do through him. A uh, group of advocates heading down to Florida next week for our One Iron Classic. Yeah. Uh, those of you that don't know, we partnered up with uh, the One Life Institute. <clears throat> And we're going down and we're going to battle them on the golf course. Uh, there's about 28 golfers in total. And we're going down to Streamsong Resort in Florida, uh, raising money for both Men of Iron <clears throat> excuse me, and One Life. So awesome. excited about that. So, yeah, just super pumped up about what's going on. And really appreciate you coming in here, Derek, and taking time out of your schedule. Yeah. Stevie, why don't you give us some, some final thoughts? Man? Yeah, you can go to makefilms.cc to check out Make their award-winning work with Derek and his team. Um, like Garrett and I said, we were we were checking it out, yeah, preparing for this, and you guys are incredible, man. Thank you. We might have to collab here in the near yeah, future with absolutely. May. I don't know what do you think. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, you can go to menofiron.org backslash MOI podcast to watch this on YouTube or Facebook. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Leave us a five-star review. Wow, you got it all tell, figured out. Tell your, tell your friends about it. Yeah. Neighbors, coworkers. Just tell them Derek Diener's on the podcast and they're yeah, all going to come running. That's absolutely right. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, like, share on Facebook. Exactly. Derek, yeah. before we go, where can they where can they get, you know, the second part of this documentary on YouTube, your makes yeah. website? Yeah, so if they if they follow um, make films on 
Facebook or makefilms.cc. Um, I also have a Facebook page just under Derek Diener um, that I've been sharing like things along the way, kind of my journey. Uh, and that's just Derek, my last name, Diener, D-I-E-N-N-E-R. So Awesome. That's Lancaster County right that there. That is Lancaster yeah. County. Strong yeah. Lancaster it, it County. It is strong Lancaster. It is. <laughs> just yeah. like Steve Glick. Yeah, I'm yeah. Glick. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're probably related somehow. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sure we are. Actually, we probably are. Glick and Diener bloodline, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again to our sponsor, Walk in Love. Go buy a T-shirt before you can't anymore. We love yeah. TJ and Brooke, so. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Like Go get your Iron Sharpens Iron T-shirt, too. Yeah, they just released a, if you are still viewing and listening, they just did release that like uh, military you know, army I think one of those yeah. it's pretty solid yeah. so uh, I like it alright well thank yeah. you again Derek for joining yeah, us man. this is episode 18 and we are out of here